Joy Coleman, Chair of the Lawrence Historic Resource Commission, and at 6 p.m., third Thursday of the month, and I'm calling to order the December 21st HRC meeting. <coughs> Avery, would you like to give preliminary meeting information? Yes, thank you. Good evening and welcome to the December 21st Historic Resources Commission meeting. My name is Avery Kerner and with me is Lynn braddock Zollner, the Historic Resources Administrator. Together we will work alongside the Chair to, faci to facilitate the meeting proceedings tonight. Before we begin, I just have a few reminders to share with everyone. Tonight's meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the City's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. For those who are attending the meeting virtually, please remember to mute yourself <coughs> when you are not actively speaking to help minimize distractions. When the chair calls for public comment on an item, anyone attending in person may approach the podium to speak. If you are attending the meeting virtually and would like to provide public comment on an item, please use the raise your hand feature to be called upon. We also ask that everyone state their name before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. And with that, I'll turn the meeting back over to the chair. Thank you, Avery. Um, on the agenda tonight, we would like to under the public hearing item, uh, move number four. Is it number four? Yes. Um, and switch it with number three. So uh, work plan will be number four, and then number three will be the considering the demolition of 815 New Hampshire. Okay. Um, Item A, communications. Have we received any communications from other commissions, the State Historic Preservation Officer, or the general public? Do we do a roll call? Yeah, we need to do roll call first. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> roll call, we'll take roll call. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, present. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson here. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell here. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein present. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly present. Commissioner Meyer. Commissioner Meyer present. And Chair Coleman is present, of course. So now, item A. We have no communications from other commissions or the State Historic Preservation Office. You did have one communication for um, your agenda item number one, 943 Louisiana Street that was added to the packet under that item. Thank you. Do any commissioners have um, or need to disclose any ex parte communications or declare an abstention from any specific agenda items? This is Commissioner Haynes. I received a phone call from Candace Davis about one of the uh, um, projects under review, expressing her support for it, basically. Okay. And are there any committee reports? We have no committee reports this evening. All right, moving on to item B, consent agenda. We have uh, meeting minutes and administrative approvals. Does anyone have any comments on meeting minutes? No? Any administrative approval item comments? No, do I hear a motion? 
for those items. Do you need separate motions? You can do it under one as the consent agenda. Okay. I would, uh, Commissioner Klein moves um, approval of both the uh, November 16 minutes and the um, administrative design review applications. Commissioner Hawley, second. Thank you, Commissioner Klein and Commissioner Hawley. Uh, we'll take a, a vote. Commissioner Johnson. Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, yes. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, yes. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner um, Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. Commissioner Meyer. Commissioner Meyer, aye. And Chair <coughs> Coleman is an aye. Is there any uh, public comment on items that are not in the agenda packet tonight? No, then we'll move on to item D, public hearings, hearing items, um, item DR2300397. Is that fantastic man behind the screen that makes everything the wizard the wizard indeed <clears throat> did he raise the table I did no <laughs> he did all the he did all the hard work <laughs> this is 943 Louisiana Street it's demolition and new construction the property is a contributing structure to the Oriad Neighborhood Historic District National Register of Historic Places. It is also located in the environs of the Michael D. Greenley House at 947 Louisiana Street, and it's located in District 5 of the Oriad Neighborhood Urban Conservation District. This is the project location. Um, here is the Greenley House in the blue. The um, red is the National Register Historic District, and it's a little difficult to tell on this map, but the gold is the Overlay District. 943, it's right here. <coughs> this is the existing property. This is showing the um, east and the north, sorry, south elevation. This is showing the north elevation. As you can tell, it's very challenging to get photos of this property. And this is showing the west elevation. Um, this is the area that is the subject of the demolition and the new addition. Um, the applicant provided some photos. These are in no particular order. They're just showing some of the deflection and the deterioration of that section of the house that's proposed to be demolished. This is showing some of the deterioration on the side porch. This is showing some of the kitchen. This is showing some of the damage going out the kitchen door. Um, this is the north basement window, I believe. Again, just showing some of the deterioration. 
and part of that um, porch floor that's separated. And then here's some more of that deterioration. The applicant is proposing to remove a portion of the existing structure while maintaining the historic sleeping porch above it and adding an addition you'll see here on the west elevation of the structure and then there's also an addition proposed here on the north elevation of the structure. This is showing the north elevation. This would be your primary facade. This is the porch that would be reconstructed and over on the right-hand side of the screen would be the new addition or one of the new additions. This is showing that west or rear elevation. You can see the sleeping porch is maintained. The addition is underneath that. This would be new and this would be new. This is the rehabilitated porch that um, the application speaks to. And then this would be that addition on the north side of the structure. Um, this is showing the north elevation of the structure. Here you have that addition that is attached to the house. And then here you have the new addition that's on the rear of the structure. And this is showing it from that south elevation, the porch that's being reconstructed with a metal roof, and then this is the addition that's on the west. So there are a lot of good things. that This property was built in 1885 with possible additions in 1923, so it's really hard to tell when that western addition was um, completed. It might be part of that 23 remodeling. Um, there are some things that indicate that it's historic. So that was part of the evaluation staff used in your staff report. Um, because it's listed in the National Register, standards 2, 4, 6, 9, and 10 apply to the project. A lot of that are standards that speak to the removal of historic fabric and how that should be repaired rather than replaced. If it's replaced, replace in kind. Um, and keeping historic fabric intact. The applicant is also proposing to remove some of the interior walls to make a greater open space. Um, this is also not recommended by the standards. There are a lot of great things about the project. It gives the applicant more room. It gives them a modern kitchen. Um, it, the addition on the west is minimized um, as far as size goes. And really any addition that you would put on the structure on the west is going to take up a lot of that historic fabric. So the question is, is there a way to keep some of that historic fabric and rehabilitate it and still add the addition that the applicant needs um, for their expansion of the kitchen? And then the... Um, Addition on the north elevation, um, staff has difficulty um, with that because additions are supposed to be placed to the rear of a structure. Um, this is on the side of the structure and will be clearly visible from the public right-of-way. So staff is recommending that the project be forwarded to the Architectural Review Committee to explore design options that may allow the project to better meet the applicable standards and guidelines. And with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have.
Thank you. Is the applicant present? Yeah. <clears throat> um, Eric J. I'm one of the uh, owners of Struct Restruct. Uh, the applicant, uh, Matt Jones, is my business partner. He submitted this, but he wasn't able to be here tonight. Um, everything that Lynn said is very accurate. Um, <laughs> couple things I'll just add are the square footages of the spaces that we're um, removing and also adding. Um, we're demolishing about 203 square feet on the on the west side, um, mainly because of the condition of the existing structure. Um, like Lynn said, we're going to support the upper sleeping room um, from below while we remove the lower portion and then um, build a new foundation underneath it and a main level space. Total, we're going to be adding about 836 square feet. Um, <coughs> consists of a couple bathrooms, a uh, basement space with potential office, and then um, on the main level, mostly a uh, kitchen space. Um, the, the bathroom on the north side that Lynn mentioned as being visible from the public uh, way is only about uh, 42 square feet. Just wanted to point that out. Um, and I'd also say that, um, I don't, is there a screen up here? I could put a, some images on. Uh, no. Not, not anymore, okay. Uh, anyway, but I mean, you probably saw on some of the photos that she was going through that, uh, it's a very steep site um, on Louisiana Street. And so, I mean, in our opinions, uh, the line of sight to that little addition on the north side is not, is not visible really much at all because the street level is over 20 feet lower than um, the, the floor of that bathroom space. And also there's a large uh, evergreen tree on that side. Um, and also there's a... There's a parking lot there with a huge foundation wall that, um, <laughs> in my opinion, is not historic as it is, but also um, blocks a lot of view from Louisiana Street up to that addition. Um, and so we're, I mean, we may not f see eye to eye f from that standpoint, but uh, um, I will also mention the lower level is going to have a concrete foundation on the south side, mainly for retaining purposes, and then the west side and the north sides are gonna have uh, stucco fenestration on the lower level, and then the main level's mostly all uh, just lap siding. Um, and we are proposing a metal roof on both the uh, bathroom addition and the west side addition. So with that, I'll uh, open it up to questions. Uh, what about the Existing roof of the house. The existing roof won't won't be changed. It won't be changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to look at the drawings and understand the new versus the existing and the removed. Yeah, if <clears throat> I've got some exam or something that may help you, if I can get a screen. Let's see if we go back to the drawings, if that'll help. Or she can hold or look at these two machines. Which elevation, Joy? Well, they're, uh, 
the the west, I suppose, is where be the rear. Well, I'm going the wrong way. Because the west elevation shows how that north addition would. Yeah, you would see it on the left-hand side of the, the screen or drawing. If you're looking at the west, that uh, north edition would be on the left-hand side. Do you want the photo or the drawings? Um, I think I, uh, the drawings, it, that's what I was looking at. I think I understand. It's just a lot of dashed lines. Just wanted to make sure I was following what you drew. Okay. So that's the west elevation there, proposed west elevation. And so um, basically everything that you see that has uh, a poche on it or texture um, is new and so there's a sliding door down below. That's that's the basement level, walkout level. That's a sliding door down there. Um, the lap siding above that is part of the new kitchen expansion. And then to the left of that um, is the north uh, bathroom addition. And so up above there, you see a series of five windows that, that don't have any uh, uh, poche on them. And so, that's the existing sleeping room. So basically we're going to um, remove the structure below that sleeping room, which is that upper dashed floor line, everything below that, and then um, construct the new addition underneath it. And so that on the that bathroom, just for reference also, and you can see this on the plans, um, it, it bumps out from that north wall six and a half feet um, from the existing uh, wall plane. And under that part? Uh, that under that's nothing, it's open air space. So that's on a, a well, concrete stem wall and then a pier. Um, and that's where the stucco would be? No, 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 that's, it would be open air underneath that. Um, so it'd be uh, on uh, stilts, so to speak. The stucco is on the west side around that door that's labeled 001-2, uh, and then also on the north side. Um, on the north side, uh, if you look at that view now, um, everything below the lap siding is called out as <coughs> stucco. Mm -hmm. Well, and I have a question. So this is Commissioner Johnson. I would, uh, you know that the staff's uh, recommendation is to send this on to the architectural review committee. Yeah. Um, so I, from my reading of this, it looks like the things that would be up for negotiation would be the metal roof, the, um, the 
uh, addition that has the bathroom that you can see from the front. Um, and then uh, removal of historic walls on the interior, making it to where you could tell that a, a wall had been there. Yeah. Uh, do, does that jive with what you're thinking that you would negotiate or well there, uh, the metal and roof, would you be willing to to negotiate i mean we've done lynn knows this metal roofs on i don't even know how many past projects in the environs um and it's never seemed to be an issue i know uh the issue in the past or at least concerns in the past were um the size of the ribs on the standing seam roofs, which it sounds like there's some leniency in that now. And the more bigger concern is the uh, the width of the actual panels and, and making sure it's something that's not like an agricultural panel, but it's an actual mm -hmm. standing seam metal roof, which that's what we're proposing. And so um, there are subordinate roofs all over town and in environs and, and even in districts that have metal roofs um, that are accents like like this example um, and so I don't feel that that's a that's not a concern in my mind and, um, and the visibility of the bathroom um, you know I could show you these photos I don't have a way to project them up here but I think it gets into the the line of sight of that um, addition from Louisiana Street and the public right-of-way because I mean the elevation change is drastic mm -hmm. there's no way you're ever gonna stand straight on to this house and see that addition from the front I mean there's, unless you're levitating and so <laughs> um, so and there's a, there's a lot of vegetation around it and so I don't it's not like it's a it's barren and where this thing's just going to get stuck on a house and be kind of a sore thumb and mm -hmm. so uh i mean I, I i get the guidelines and i would also argue it is closer to the back of the house than than the mm -hmm. front of the house and so um i don't know well there, there's not a really other there's not a, a maybe a better spot for this particular bathroom in the plan at least and what is the material on the existing roof? It's a uh, comp roof. Yeah. This Commissioner Meyer, I, I think the difference is that this is a contributing structure as opposed yeah. to just some house in the environment. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the details about roofing materials, that sort of thing, are what makes it a little bit <clears throat> different for this particular project than as yeah. to other projects. I mean, I, we've argued this before. I mean, comp roofs aren't historic as it is anyway. <laughs> and so, I mean, if we were really going to write, it would be something else. What do you think it was? Um, it was probably some sort of roll-on roof um, or metal, like, you know, um, formed roof. Like a flat seam metal or? Yeah. I mean, comp roofs weren't from that era. Right. I mean, we all knew that. <coughs> so. Sometimes you find evidence of what it was or. Uh, I, I don't know what it originally was, no. And I don't know if Matt does either. Okay, any other questions? Well, and, I, and this is Commissioner Johnson. I guess the the my question really is, if we send this to the Architectural Review Committee, 
is there anything in your mind left to negotiate or is the, that simply delaying things in your mind? Well, the roof is easy to negotiate. I mean, more so than the bathroom because it's just a change of material. Um, the plan's a little more challenging because then there's a redesign that has to happen to uh, maintain that space within the, the program. And so, um, yeah, that would cause delays. And I don't know, like I said before, that there's another good spot for it because we, I mean, if we're keeping that same theory as far as the bump out being visible from the front, I mean, we can't project out from the, um, well, you could project out from the south side because that existing porch could potentially block it, the line or the view of it, but it's an open porch so you could theoretically see through the porch and see the addition. Um, and so, then you're talking about just being able to add on to the west side, which is just making that addition bigger on that side. So to answer that, I don't, I don't know if there's a great solution to meet in the middle to try and find another spot for that, that space. We haven't discussed it specifically, but my assumption is that the new materials will be similar in color to the existing. It's not a hot pink metal roof. <laughs> um, uh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I've had uh, a hot pink metal roof. Unless Andrea likes pink. <laughs> uh. Is there public comment? The stucco in our in our in our minds, I think, is something that's similar in color to the concrete, just so that it mimics the foundation. Uh, lap siding, we haven't really discussed colors, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be pink. Dream. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I will take public comment at this time. Um, Andrea Herstowski, the 943 <coughs> Louisiana space is mine, um, which I've lived in for 20 years, mm -hmm. and I love that house, and I would love to be able to stay in that house. Um, not having a bathroom on the main floor is getting very difficult <coughs> in age, <laughs> and difficult for my 88 mother to stay with me. So that's one uh, reason to sort of find a place for a bathroom on that first floor. And we have looked in lots of different ways, like should it go on this side, can it go here? We've explored a lot of options and a lot of drawings and this seemed to be the best place for it to land. Um, the other thing that's um, in that plan, which takes up quite a bit of room, are new stairs going from the up to the, from the basement upstairs. So I currently have um, very narrow stairs to the basement without a rail mm -hmm. and a wall that's sort of crunching in on there and I've fallen down them once, so I don't wanna fall again. Um, I was lucky, I was not hurt. So um, it's a great little house. Um, it really is only 11 feet wide inside, <laughs> so there's not a lot of room for a bathroom and a kitchen. Um, that little kitchen you saw is only six feet by 11. Mm. Um, so it is really just trying to get a little bit more space and a little modernized 
approach and keeping the rest of the house sort of um, as charming as it is. I mean, I bought the house because I love it and where it is, so. Um, and I will, I'll put some trees in front of the addition, the bathroom side. Um, any questions for me? Thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, I'm inclined to <coughs> make a motion to send it to the Architectural Review Committee. Unless there's other discussion we want to have here. Mr. Chairmeyer, um, my opinion about this particular this particular contributing structure is that I don't have an issue with the addition to the north. Um, I think that this particular location uh, sort of justifies it. If you look at, I, admittedly, I did not drive down the street, <clears throat> but I did look at the Google the Google photos from when it is summertime and there's <clears throat> foliage, and, and I actually remember driving down the street. I mean, the height difference between this side of the street and the other side of the street is that it's a it's a great difference. I mean, these houses are up high, and with all those trees, you can barely see it. Um, and I think with that apartment complex that's just to the north there, that that is, I mean, an even greater factor for me. I mean, that side there's, it's not impinging on neighbors or anything else. I just I don't I agree that <clears throat> with the idea that at Street View you're not noticing it. I think you said levitating. Um, and so I just, I, and I would, uh, in terms of the picture that was, that was obtained at the front, that might have been a little bit challenging in and of itself. But I, so for those reasons, I don't have a particular issue with that addition. So just moving forward, that's, that's my take on that. Um, Commissioner Klein, I tend to agree, and partly because I know nothing about architecture. <laughs> Um, so I may not be qualified to address that. So that's why I have mixed feelings about whether or not it needs to go for, to the Architectural Review Committee. I do, uh, this is Chair Mark, or, sorry, not Chair Mark, Commissioner Meyer. Uh, I, I think there are probably some design details that would warrant sending it there. Um, I mean, some of those things I think could be worked out. This is Commissioner Holly. I'll just chime in. I think overall this is a great design. Um, I don't. I'll say it wouldn't actually give me heartburn to approve as is, but I do think um, a trip to the ARC for some refinement, not massive scale, uh, would certainly not be opposed to such a motion. I was thinking the same, Commissioner Holly and Meyer, um, as. Both of you, if there had been more drawings submitted with more detail, I would feel comfortable approving if certain details were um, spelled out uh, more thoroughly. It's very possible that we're in agreement, but we don't know until we see those things on the page. Um, and that is why I agree with staff that it should go to architectural review, not to completely change the project, but to work through those details and <coughs> to give you an opportunity to submit those <coughs> things. Well, and this is Commissioner Johnson. I, I think that I 
agree that just getting those details, I think, is what's in order. I don't have a, a heartache with the um, addition of the bathroom. I, I think there's a lot that could be done to where that that on the front m mimics the porch on the other side. Um, and and so it, it could look very much like it, it belongs there. And then everything on the back, it is on the back. Um, so, so yeah, uh, just getting those details would be, be nice and, and hopefully we won't hold, <coughs> hold the applicant up too much. This is Commissioner Meyer. I'll go ahead and uh, move that we send the project to the Architectural Review Committee. Great. Commissioner Johnson, I second. Thank you, Commissioner Meyer and Johnson. Um, any discussion before we take a vote? No? <clears throat> Commissioner Johnson? Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Haynes? Commissioner Haynes, yes. Commissioner Izell? Commissioner Izell, aye. Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer? Commissioner Meyer, aye. Commissioner Holly? Commissioner Meyer, aye. Or, uh, sorry. <laughs> Commissioner Holly, aye. I'm just going to repeat my I started it earlier. <laughs> Chair Coleman is an aye as well. So we'll see you uh, hopefully quickly in the Architectural Review Committee. Eric, I'll try to schedule that as soon as we can. So hopefully we can get you back on next month. Okay, now we're moving to uh, the public hearing item regarding the demolition of the building at 815 New Hampshire. That has no number. Um, as most of you know, there was a significant fire at 815 New Hampshire. <clears throat> this is a little bit odd because it wasn't part of your initially published agenda item, um, but we felt that it was, um, well, I'll let our building code officials speak to that, but that there were extenuating circumstances to go ahead and put this on your agenda tonight. Good evening, I thought I was gonna be back up. Um, Brian Jimenez, code official for the City of Lawrence with Planning Development Services, co-worker of Avery and Lynn. As Lynn mentioned, this, was, this is quite unique. If you've been around Lawrence, you know that fires downtown don't happen to this extent very often. Some fire was probably the last one mm. approximately 30 years ago or so. Mm. Uh, this fire started last Wednesday, went into Thursday morning. If you read the paper, it took at least five to six hours to um, get under control. Uh, the fire department did a very good job of keeping um, flame damage to the building directly north that shares a, either a party wall or a common wall. I think more of a party wall. Uh, we are not sure on that. Um, so my role in that is to determine if it's safe or dangerous, and this is pretty much a slam dunk using a sports uh, cliche. Um, as the pictures show, um, over half of the roof midpoint to the rear alley has collapsed. Um, the problem with this as well is we can't go in. So I can't give a fair assessment other than is it an imminent collapse? I don't think it is. Um, we met with a Apex engineer 
Um, he obviously also recommended that we don't go in, so the fire department can't complete their investigation. They may never complete it. Um, if the insurance company just says, writes the check and says, you know, let's move on, then, then, then we're done. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I reached out to Jeff Hatfield. He's the managing partner of the ownership group. I told him what I wanted to do so he would not delay this until January 18th. He said that was fine, Brian. I know him very well. So I told him I would just present the facts as I am tonight, and he had no problem with that. So we're trying to get it before you tonight rather than waiting the 18th, and then they decide they are going to pursue demolition, and then we're, we're four, five, six weeks out, and we're looking at late January or early February. Problematic for location, we got the width of the back alley closed off. We got the west side of the parking lot that has north flow and it loops around and it continues south. We got the west section of that blocked off in case that south wall wants to go. Mm. Um, as you can imagine, during Christmas time and shopping, we got people mad at us. Um, we're trying to make them understand there's a huge liability there that we can't have cars or people getting close to that south wall. So um, traffic comes on the south side of that parking lot, travels north, and then has to exit on the north exit, so no one's making that loop. Um, pictures speak for themselves. Um, I'll be happy to answer any questions, but that's, it's a pretty simple, um, straightforward, dangerous structure in my, in my 20 plus years of experience doing this. Do you know how it's tied into the exits? <coughs> we don't. Beside the next building? No. We, we don't. We don't know how it's tied in. Right. And if you can see, those pictures that show the interior from the front door. Mm -hmm. So we were literally able to go about two or three feet in, that's it. Mm -hmm. And our views are blocked everywhere other than seeing sky to the west. Um, you, you just really, um, there's just no way to go in. The only way it'd be, the items, the debris would be removed is taking it out through the, through the opening, which as you can imagine would be very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the engineer also recommended shoring up the walls, which I didn't recommend. Um, his recommendation. Um, I don't know if that will happen or not, but as long as we have the perimeter fencing, I'm okay with that not occurring. Um, so that was just a recommendation. He has no um, jurisdiction to make that happen. Um, Commissioner Klein, I have two questions yes. um, related. So are you um, suggesting then that the demolition should happen very soon, like this week next or next week? Two options. I believe demolition is probably going to be what they pursue. I can't guarantee that. The insurance adjuster was in town Tuesday. He couldn't get in. Right. So unless someone tells me differently, I, I'm going to guess that they are going to pursue demolition. So we would, yes, I would hope if that's the case in the next couple, two to three weeks at maximum that the building comes down. Okay. And then, of course, the second question is, so as you say, you can't see how it's attached to the, I call it the Bartelli's building, <laughs> the limestone um, uh, building that, it, that it's next to. So you don't know, um, you know, how it's attached or, or if, there's, if it's sharing the limestone wall. So is there, I, I'm, again, I, I don't know how demolition works, but is there a way of demolishing that side of the building without harming the limestone wall? the historic limestone wall. Not in the demolition business, but I've seen enough done. I would think that that could, could be done pretty easily. You, you'd be amazed at what they can do with machinery and what they take down and leave. Um, right. If anyone's seen KU right now, the stadium, it's going down rapidly and they're 
doing the same type of stuff, leaving certain parts of the stadium for to see if they're going to play there next year. But the bottom line is, yes. Okay. Um, it's, that, that's problematic because you don't see that very often. Usually when we see fires, it's an individual standing building or it's, it's a, um, you know, maybe a strip mall or something like that, commercial space where, you know, the walls are not shared for a supporting load-bearing capacity. Mm -hmm. But at least maybe demolishing next to the limestone wall and then carefully taking it down without machinery. Yeah, I think... You know think, what I mean? Like the pieces down or something. Yes, I think... Is what I'm imagining. I'm, I know nothing about yeah, it. We would we would obviously have those discussions. Yeah. Um, with someone very qualified to do it. Um, yeah. It, 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 you know, it's going to be a substantial process if that's the way they go. Okay. Because yeah. I know the limestone <clears throat> building was for the... Uh, was the Bartelli Seed Warehouse built in 1894. So I would hate to see that limestone get too badly damaged. Uh, I totally agree. The, they only suffered, believe it or not, water and smoke damage. Yeah, which and is it, it wasn't thankful. substantial. Yeah, I know. I, I breathed so. a sigh of relief when I read that. So thanks. Yeah. 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 So Brian, what is the date on the 815 building? Was it? What is the date? When was it constructed in? 70? Oh, 76. 76. Yeah. So it may be that it's not a party wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping. I, I'm thinking it's not, yeah. but. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to come here and give speculation. Sure. Yeah, we don't know. Um, sure. If we don't know. Yeah. I read that as a concrete column. That's what, some kind of. Column. But it's really about <clears throat> expediting a, a month. So if we do go down that road, that we aren't mm -hmm. coming to you saying this needs to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and this is located in the downtown urban conservation overlay district. Mm -hmm. It is not in the National Register Historic District, nor is it located in the environs of any property listed in the Lawrence Register. Um, the downtown design guidelines require demolition of any building in the district to be approved by the Historic Resources Commission and the City Commission. So if you approve this this evening, it's still has to go to city commission for approval and that's where we're kind of getting into a lot of delays if it needs mm -hmm. to come down um, sooner rather than later that could really add some time yeah and if it, if it gets approved tonight and goes to the city commission and gets approved and they decide to change route then we, we completed the process and there's no no issues with that we just backtrack and let them do as they as they wish so Lynn I'm really surprised that the Bartelli's building is not a landmark a Lawrence landmark it, it's not a Lawrence landmark. It is a contributing structure to the National Register to the, District. Contributing to the National. Okay. Got it. Well, I was just at Salida Lindos about a week before the fire, celebrating my son's 21st oh. birthday. So this is near and dear to me, uh, as well as somebody who used to go there to do sombres in college. Mm -hmm. But I agree that it, we probably should approve that tonight. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is Commissioner Johnson. I have a, a, a question. So the, the, when you look at the back of the building from the alley, it looks older than the front. Is the whole building from 1970 or is the front from 1970 and the back? Um, I don't, I don't, or? I don't have anything to suggest otherwise. Um, you know, the kitchen was located at the back, and that's what the origin, they think, pretty sure, the, of the fire somewhere right there. Mm -hmm. um, that area 
was most likely where the fire started, but I don't know if that was an addition or not. Okay. I, I think the back just looks painted. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I can't yeah. help. I mean, it, it's it's blocked. It's yeah. blocked on the exterior with then obviously, you know, there's some yeah. there's yeah. quite a bit use of brick on the front facade and interior wise. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's just that um, there's there's like a <laughs> a brick spire on the Oh. each side of the back mm -hmm. which I was just wondering if that was part of the 1970 building can you pull up the pictures I don't know. yeah I, I see what you mean that um, mm -hmm. alley wall is made of brick it is painted and then there are areas of concrete block mm -hmm. so it's possible that alley wall predates the rest of the building yeah, it was just those two brick. I'm I'm at a loss for my architectural terms of the the spires. Chimneys, maybe. Of like what those those are or were. Um, Ventilation. Okay, maybe so. Okay, well, and and just uh, and so we're we're being asked tonight to approve. Like that hasn't yet been. It, well, the demolition hasn't been requested yet, but we're approving in case it is requested. You're, you're basically determining is it appropriate for it to be demolished if the owners come forward with a right. demolition yes. right. for us right. to review. Yeah, I think and, and, and that and that would be getting rid of like everything. It's it was like yes. Okay, yeah. I just wanted I mean, to if they if they took out everything on the inside and they decided they wanted to leave. The exterior walls and build build again there. Mm -hmm. That would mm -hmm. re yeah. not require right. a demolition permit. That would be a building permit. Right, right. And then we'd see it again. Okay. Yes. Um, and you so would see it again. I believe that we should allow the demolition and stipulate that the what is the building? I call it the Bartelli Seed House. The Seed House. That's what it originally was. The priority would be to not damage that building. Not damage the limestone. Yeah. So. Chair and Commission, the action before you this evening would be to approve uh, the demolition request, DR, and it's not on here. Hold on just a second, I'll look up the DR number. Then if they choose not to demolish it, um, just because you approve the demolition doesn't mean um, that it has to be demolished, right. but you would right. be approving the demolition. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah, if we had another week, we might have additional information for you to weigh, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll want okay. yeah, it, it is DR-23-00434. For 815 New Hampshire Street. Mm -hmm. I would second um, Chair Coleman's motion. Commissioner oh, did Klein? she make a, call, a was motion? It, was it an official motion? Oh, okay. Was that an official motion, Commissioner? It sure. wasn't, but I can take it. I thought it was. Okay, so can we get an official? Motion? Well, I can't, I don't. I didn't write down the number fast okay. enough. So. I didn't either. Okay, dr dash twenty three dash zero zero four three four. I move that we approve the demolition of eight fifteen New Hampshire, otherwise known as dr twenty three dash zero zero. Four three four. 
I second. <coughs> Commissioner Johnson? Uh, you're calling for the vote? Oh, I'm calling for the vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Commissioner Johnson, yes. Commissioner Haynes? Commissioner Haynes, yes. Commissioner Rizal? Commissioner Rizal, aye. Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer? Commissioner Meyer, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. Thank you. Thank and you. Commissioners, would you like to send um, a note um, or a, an, a, some type of statement to um, the Building Safety Division so that they can share with the contractor that um, extra care needs to be taken to protect the south wall of the seed company building. Yes, yes I would appreciate that. We Is that different than just that. telling Mr. Jimenez that? It's just an addendum, <clears throat> I guess, <laughs> I will to the motion. <laughs> that, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and this is uh, Commissioner Johnson. I I remember back to Dos Hombres. Sure. But there was a restaurant there before that that was like, what was before I know, and Dos I Hombres? It's been several restaurants. What was it? And what sort of place was that? I was too young to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was that what went in there when the building was built in the 70s? Yeah, the way I understand, yes. And then it okay. was Dos Hombres, and then it was two additional restaurants. Right, yeah, it's more. Um, yeah, right. okay. Well, I'm just. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah. The second one escapes in the Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm really curious as to what the original restaurant was. Yeah. Because it, it's had quite the, the history of being a Mexican restaurant, but that doesn't sound like a Mexican restaurant. So I'm just like, what, what was it? I'm very Well, I could look that curious. up for you and let you oh, know. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I have to remind myself to go do that. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Okay. Now we're moving on to the mysterious work plan. <laughs> Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I just wanted to put this on tonight to start familiarizing you with what the anticipation is for a work plan. We've not done one before. Um, one of the key things with a work plan would be to go and review those items that are identified in Chapter 22 that um, are under the um, review by the Historic Resources Commission. Anything that you would suggest for a work plan item should coincide with one of those duties that's assigned or that's recommended that the Historic Resources Commission can do. Um, one of the things that staff would ask you to look at before this comes back to you next month um, would be a survey plan for how we survey the rest of the city. I know some of you are aware that Douglas County has taken an intensive survey approach to the county and they have gone township by township and surveyed the whole county. So the city's running a little bit behind. Mm. Um, 
What you would want to do is look at historic neighborhoods that you think may need to be surveyed and investigated for potential listing in the Lawrence State or National Register. There are quite a few. Um, I think that are eligible now that we can be looking at. It doesn't have to be something that's 50 years old. We can go ahead and do survey for areas that are less than 50 years old, knowing that we would eventually like to survey the entire city. Yes, even our friends out to the west, so that we have some type of documentation as to what those structures are. We would use that information when we do Section 106 reviews and also for the ones that are more toward um, properties listed in the Lawrence Register of Historic Places um, would be for those environs reviews that you conduct. So I would encourage you to look at the State Historic Preservation website there's a tab for KHRI. If you go to that tab, you can look and bring up a map that will show you all of the points that have been surveyed in the city of Lawrence. Um, so if you have a question as to whether or not a neighborhood's been surveyed or a particular structure's been surveyed, um, that would be the place to go and find that information. Also, if you have questions, you can call Avery or I and we'll be happy to look that up and tell you whether or not that um, area's been surveyed. Our last big survey was the Barker neighborhood. We broke that into mm. two different sets of surveys because we applied for a historic preservation fund grant. Um, that currently is the only way we've been able to do surveys in the city of Lawrence is to hire consultants to do that work. We do not have um, the staff capability to take on large projects like that. So part of your work plan ideas would go toward looking at what we need to do over the next five years and help us decide what we would want to apply for for those historic preservation fund grants. If you look on that, um, and Avery's got the map pulled up, and if you see each one of those little points, if you zoom in, um, it shows you whether or not it's been surveyed. The blue blocks have been surveyed. So that's the KHRI map, and, and that differs from the Lawrence Historic Resources map? Yes. Aha, uh -huh. okay. Um, well, and if you click on a house on here, it's going to take you to the survey form. Okay. And give you some information, and they've received right now, so you can, it'll tell you what all they have okay. on that particular property. Can, can that link be emailed to us? Yes. Thank you. Um, one project that um, staff is going to apply for a historic preservation fund grant would be um, we've been working with the um, University Place neighborhood. They have been working for a couple years now um, trying to get a National Register Historic District. They've been working with the community, having group meetings, um, sending out a letter with all the information about being listed in the National Register. So they have requested that we apply for a Historic Preservation Fund grant to support a National Register nomination for that neighborhood. And we actually did a drive-through with the State Historic Preservation Office today 
and we're able to define probable boundaries for the district would be aligned with the historic plat for the area. So that's something that a Historic Preservation Fund grant can do. So I'll also send you the link to um, the Historic Preservation Fund grant play page that tells you what type of grants um, the program supplies for projects. So you would want to look at that and see if you have a project that would align with both your duties as outlined in Chapter 22 and the project projects that are outlined in the HPF grant section of the Historical Society webpage. And so I know it's a lot of homework. Um, we do have a big agenda next month, so um, if we get to next month and you don't have enough time to have worked on it, we can always push it to February, but wanted to go ahead and get you started thinking specifically about the survey areas and any other type of project we might want to apply for a Historic Preservation Fund grant. Um, the key to that is that it's a 60-40 grant, so the city has to come up with 40% of the overall cost of the project. Um, in the past, uh, like with the Barker survey, and then recently with the Old West Lawrence survey, we've been able to match with salaries, with staff salaries to try to meet that 40%. We haven't always achieved that goal, and so we've had to ask um, for additional funds from the historic, from the state historic um, preservation program. So um, those are things to keep in mind as well, and I would be happy to answer any questions you might have. Um, I'm sorry. No, go. No, no. Um, may we prioritize neighborhoods? Yes. And then vote on that? If that's something that when you're going through and you look at neighborhoods um, like Hillcrest should be before Centennial or things of that nature, then um, that's something that the commission would discuss as a whole. Because I had already um, asked this uh, body to prioritize or to, to do a survey of the remaining portions of East Lawrence before it uh, faces more gentrification. Okay, and I will double check and see. I think it goes already. We have surveyed from 15th north to 5th, well, the river, and then east from Rhode Island to, now I'm sorry, west Rhode Island to the east, I want to say Pennsylvania Street. Because I was looking at the Lawrence Historic Resources map, and there were a lot of properties south of 11th and 12th and 13th that were not protected, and I'm concerned right. and, about and those the properties. The survey won't protect them. What it'll do is give us that information to move forward in the future or to make evaluations when projects come into play in those areas. Well, but again, within context areas, you know, I'm concerned yeah. about creating context area and sufficient context areas to protect um, the southeast Lawrence homes, if at all possible. Right. And the survey would not do that. It would just document what's on the ground. Right. But again, it's, it's the first step towards um, identifying properties that ought to be considered or could be considered for historic preservation based on um, significant persons who live there, for example. Correct. 
Okay. This is Commissioner Meyer. Lynn, not to drag this evening out further, but um, you know, at what point as neighborhoods are getting older, are we moving into going to start doing neighborhoods that are now becoming 50 plus years? I mean, we have the traditional places that we've been surveying, but you know, as things are getting older, when do we kind of look into <coughs> those neighborhoods that maybe don't have that? I think now is the time to start looking at those neighborhoods. Like I said, when you're out doing your scouting for where you think uh, properties should be, I would not hold to that 50-year mark. I think there um, we have a multiple property context statement that goes all the way up to, I believe, 1976. So um, anything that you know predates that would go with that multiple um, thematic um, property nomination, but certainly if you want to look at some things that are late 70s, early 80s that may have significance as we move forward and we need to survey those um, built properties now before um, we see a lot of demolition or changes to those neighborhoods, um, this would be the time to outline that survey plan so we can try to get the whole city surveyed. And that's why I was suggesting prioritizing older buildings and and the ones that are 50 years or less um, I think that's the kind of thing that we should be talking about in our work sessions yeah okay um, you can first we need to ch uh, review chapter 22 right and see what's in in that purview to uh, those those items that we should be um, considering and should be reviewed periodically by this body and I, I only brought it up for example I live in Indian Hills <clears throat> which some of those homes are getting older and then we have certain architectural styles of eras but mm -hmm. you know if we're not moving on some of that then considering you know the availability or not of real estate some people may just want to come in and <clears throat> knock mm -hmm. stuff down and redo so well I'll be honest and say my centennial neighborhood is all 1950s GI yeah GI Joe and um, uh, we already have I think three or four properties within the boundaries that are already historic like an old historic farmhouse and so forth and it and we had a um, I think an 1890s building that was torn down for the baseball field which was really too bad. Um, but anyways. Is there anything else we need to do tonight, Lynn? No, just um, just wanted to bring that up so you can do homework before next month's meeting. Did we need to do the parking variance? Yes, we did. Yes, so moving on to item E, miscellaneous uh, parking variance, item B, 2300410. So this is a variance application. Chapter 22 allows the Historic Resources Commission to comment on variance applications for properties that are listed in the Lawrence Register of Historic Places or in the environs of those properties listed in the Lawrence Register of Historic Places. This variance is to reduce the required off-street parking for a duplex use at 927 Louisiana Street from six required spaces to the three 
provided spaces. When this first came in, um, the applicant had submitted a plan to take um, a driveway off of Louisiana Street and have parking in the front yard and <laughs> staff um, explained to them that that was not possible in the district. So there's a, quite a bit of change in topography here. They're trying to leave that existing um, garage that's there and just have um, the three spaces along the alley which they have now. The code requires one space per bedroom, and so this would um, get them back down to the three spaces they have already. And you do not have to comment on this if you mm -hmm. don't want to. You just, um, the code offers you the opportunity to comment if you so choose. I have no comment. Well, and, and Commissioner Johnson, I'd, I'd say that it's, it's, it would be fine to approve this variance. <clears throat> Commissioner Meyer, I, so there, and I'm not looking at it because I don't have my own computer, but is, they're, they're changing the how, the, what, to a duplex? Is that what they're doing? Right. It's going from um, one dwelling unit to a duplex. <clears throat> Well, I will express my concerns about it because this is, first of all, this is close to the other property we just reviewed tonight, same block, mm -hmm. um, on the, except on the other side of the street. The other thing is I get concerned about parking variances. This is also very close to the stadium and the changes that are correlating with that. And I just worry about parking all over the place. That's always been a problem in the Oread neighborhood. Um, and now... I mean, the, the potential, I think, for some of these properties to be even more to be made into duplexes and the like, that mm -hmm. there may be more variances requested in the future. And this is one of those neighborhoods that's zoned to allow duplexes? That is correct. <clears throat> My issue isn't really with the duplex per se, but mm -hmm. <laughs> the problems that come along with exactly. that when we're... Right. <clears throat> I share your concern. Mm -hmm. And what's the hardship, per se? That's what I'm. I thought it was space. Is what I was. The slope well, but that's to ground. do whatever they want. That's it benefits. I hear the BZA coming out in you. Yeah, it, it benefits <laughs> them, which I understand, but it's not a hardship to the building, mm -hmm. per se. They don't have to turn it into a duplex. Correct. It's economically you, advantageous to them. Correct. But you could have it be a single family home with eight teenagers, each with a car, or it could be a duplex with <coughs> two people living in it. Those are all <coughs> possibilities. So there you They're go. Possibilities that we don't yeah. need to control. I'd be surprised if it was a duplex with two people in it, but, <coughs> but it's possible. So would you like to make comment to the Board of Zoning Appeals? Like I said, you're not required to. I personally don't need to. I've said it to whoever's to. watching, if anyone. We have no comment. Okay. 
That's all staff has for you this evening. Thank you. <laughs> well, then I. Uh, well, and can I just I. I feel obligated since I'm the HRC's representative on the steering committee for the North Lawrence Loop mm -hmm. um, that we've met and then there's been an open house on the, the connection across the river and um, there's a lot of great proposals for uh, a grant application to be able to get to pedestrian bridges across the, the river and, and bicycle access. And they're uh, aware of the historic bridge pier that we just recently saw and incorporating that and being mindful of it for all of the ideas for that connection and the park and everything. So I just wanted to do my due diligence of reporting back what's going on. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all. I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> if if they get the grant, it will be incredibly amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because North Lawrence is a whole other project <laughs> <laughs> that I have lots of questions about. And I did have one other item for you. I'm sure you all stayed up Tuesday night to watch the city commission meeting where they deferred um, hearing chapter 22 revisions. Oh. Um, it is tentatively scheduled for January 16th now. Okay, thank mm. you. But the, uh, the, the attorney look at everything they, they didn't have any heartaches with anything that's correct he okay he did make some tweaks where there was some repetitive language and did a few other little things like that but nothing yeah um, okay that needed to come back to y'all okay hmm you did well one step closer i guess Anything else, or are we ready to adjourn? We're ready. Let's adjourn. We're adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Yes, yes Merry you. holidays to everybody. And the I did stay up late watching that city commission meeting because <laughs> my.